0: Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies.
0: Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids,
1: as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you?
0: Doing good, doing good. We are just chilling. Um, We took a week off. I ended up having, it was not, I don't want to say unexpected, but, uh, we had a death in the family. Uh, my grandmother passed away. She was 95. She was 36 days shy of 96. So, um, but she'd been having some medical issues. She'd, uh, she'd gotten a respiratory infection, which I know is never good, especially for the, for those of that age. Um, and, they gave her antibiotics and she was on that for a while and she's doing okay. Um, but then she started just, uh, they had to put her on like oxygen and stuff. And then she, uh, it developed into pneumonia, which then she got COVID from that. And then she heard she was more susceptible to it. She ended up not, she got it from that, but she was made her more susceptible because even her immune system was even was weakened even more. And, uh, so she got COVID. My mom ended up getting COVID from visiting my grandmother and then like two days later, my grandmother passed. So, um, I found out Wednesday morning, I drove down Thursday, uh, to, you know, not, not only just be there for my mom, but also to, but also to help her out cause she was sick and us halls are extremely stubborn. Um, we are a stream we are a stubborn bunch. We, uh, as my ex wife. Uh, you know, you guys really have a hard time accepting help. (laughs) That's when people offer it, you, you have a hard time saying yes. I go, you're not wrong. No, you're not. (laughs) It's like, no, you're, that's valid. That's a valid statement. You are not wrong. Um, Anyway, so even though my mom told me not to come, I went anyways, because I'm not good at listening to, <laughs> to authority, especially my own mom. Um, anyways, I went down Thursday, uh, not only to take care of her, but also to take care of anything that needed to be done um, as far as for my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I ended up, uh, you know, went to the grocery store, got her food, got her stuff to... Uh, You know, hopefully, you know, make her feel a little bit better. And she, you know, my mom got a lot of rest. Was able to get a lot of rest while I took care of you know things for her. Um, So I was glad I was able to be here, be there for her, um, to take care of those things for her. My brother offered to come down. I said, "That's, I mean, if he wants to, that's cool, but uh, it's it's up to him." So, um, so we just stayed in constant communication because I knew it'd be a long, for me, it's a seven hour drive for him. It's either a 14 hour drive or it's an air, you know, or it's a plane flight, yeah. which just, um, but, uh, you know, just stayed in contact with him. So he, uh, we're all, you know, we, it's one of those, it's still tough, even though, you know, she, we knew she was you know, having a hard time, but, uh, the kids took it. Okay. You know, um, you know, and I'm dealing with it <laughs> about it as well as I normally deal with any, with anything. Um, basically I don't talk about it. I just move on to get, and get things checked off the list that need to be taken care of. And then, you know, I'll eventually get around to grieving or something, some form of it uh the the one bright light i guess you could say that came out of this is that i was able to introduce my mom to ted lasso on apple tv plus she had never seen it but i i was like mom you would like this it's it's just made of pure joy you know it's you just put it on and You just can't help but laugh. It's just funny. It's ridiculous, but it also has a good message. And that's what she likes. She's like, it's funny. There's not even a whole lot of soccer that actually gets played in it. Yeah. But it always has a good message. You know, like each episode has a good message in it somewhere in there. And it's just wholesome, even though there's a lot of language and other things. It's funny. It's just it's got language, but it still has this fun, this fun, family, wholesome message Yeah, you know, somewhat embedded in there. Balanced. And yes, always. So it was good to hear her laugh, and that made me. That helped me actually, um, hearing her laugh, because that that means it was a good distraction for her, you know, and for me really, and it also showed that she was able to still laugh even though she wasn't feeling good. And by by the time I came home, she was feeling she was feeling better, starting to feel better. And um, last I talked to her, she, she you know she's kind of made the turn and she's feeling a lot better now, which is good. I mean, she's seventy four, still fairly healthy, so I, I wasn't too worried, but you know, worried just enough. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that was why we had to. Plus, I hadn't watched anything, so that was another reason. Why we took another week off? Because usually I can just come back and we're ready to roll. But uh, I hadn't had a chance to watch anything to uh, talk about. It would have just been me sitting here listening to you talk about John Wick, <laughs> and so, which you know wouldn't have been a bad thing at all. But I, I, I would like to have had something to contribute. So, yeah. so just took a week off, and now we're back, and now we've got a lot to talk about. So we, uh, starting with, well, and you know, we got, I got home, dealt with sickness and loss there. Uh, we took the week off. I, I I went and had Grayson asked if I could, since I was gone for like three, four days, if I could have lunch with her since we weren't working at school. Like, all right, yeah, sure. So when got my oil changed and tires rotated finally after it being overdue for almost three months. So yeah. finally got that done. <laughs> and uh, then I went and met her for lunch. And then while well, I was sitting there and she was enjoying her lunch and we were talking, uh, just her and me, her and her friend, her best friend, and one of her best friends, Antonel, uh just have a nice little talk. You know, uh, Ruth sends me a text about, um, about the shooting at new covenant Academy. Uh, here in town which you know that that's kind of hard to, i mean it's always hard to when that when things like that happen across the yeah. country it's harder when it's in your town because there's a chance you may actually know somebody or somebody or know somebody that knows somebody and it strikes even more more of a chord when you're at the school at a school right with your child Spending time with them, if something like this happens, and granted, it was at least a good 25 minute drive away from where we're at, but still, things like this really kind of just sink in, and it was kind of hard for me to process and hard for me to not react while trying to still share the time I had with with Grayson. Yeah. Ruth asked if I should take her out. I go for what? That's, I'm not going to take her out because then anytime something like this, I don't want this to be, I don't want her day to change. Right. Because it's something, because they, she doesn't know anything about it. Obviously their school is going to be on high word. Plus her school is difficult to get in anyways. <laughs> For me to get in, it was, you know, fairly difficult. Um, But yeah, it, so we kept her in and I picked her up like I normally do. Nothing changed. Just like a normal day. Even know it was not a normal day. But yeah, it's been a week ago was, today.
1: Yeah, that whole day was just low low energy day. Just, you know, because, you know, got a message about school shooting. So, mm-hmm. you know, didn't know where at the time. And, you know, so my daughter, she's in Smithville. That's like over an hour away. Sure. So, so if it ended up being there, it'd take me forever to get there. You know, Or, or uh-huh. at least it would have felt that way. You know, trying to get there, and then the fact that some of the victims were kids. You know, that's like, like what's going through these people's minds? Like, what if anything is going through their minds when they do things like this? Yeah, you know. So, just sad event for a lot of people. Must you know a lot of families got affected, whether it was direct
0: or indirect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and those kids that were, you know, that, and those kids were. I mean, we're talking pretty much my daughter's age. So yep. that, oof, <laughs> that's with you.
1: Yep.
0: Well, we just, oh, and B, you know, we won't get into the politics of everything, but I yep. mean, something needs to be done. We can't keep thinking that this is okay. Right. So. Anyways, um, obviously, you know, our, we have been, Thinking about all that going on and just wish for something better. Not for us, at least for our kids. So, right. so it's so yeah, needless to say I did not go see John Wick this week. Um figure there's enough sickness and death I wasn't really in the mood for a shoot 'em up movie. Uh York went and saw it with his mom and loved it, so I I'm gonna try and go sometime this week though. And,
1: yeah, that Over was kind there. of like you're talking about, like timing, you know. Yeah, movie comes out, then this happens. It's like, you know, just yeah, I definitely understand not filling up to go in to see something, yeah, like that. Yeah, uh,
0: all right. Well, uh, you doing good?
1: Yeah, doing pretty good. good. Um, work's been uneventful, you know, meaning always good, not, not too much, right, not too much stress going on. Um, I've been doing a little more reading, trying to get this um, Walter Mosley book finished that I've been working on for the last couple months. And I barely made a dent in it, but <laughs> I'm trying. Then I, I yeah. went to McKay's the last weekend and picked up a book called The Basic uh, Film Studies. So I've been kind okay. of reading that. Just getting, you know, trying to get back into my, you know, yep. see what what I can read that'll help as far as what we're doing here. Right. As far as movies,
0: Certainly. Yeah, certainly. So
1: yeah, but it's been been pretty good.
0: Good, good. All right, well, let's get into the mountain of trailers we have going on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, a new trailer dropped from a movie that is coming out this Friday, and that is not Super Mario Brothers. So the marketing for this movie has got to be amazing. Whoever thought of this, kudos to them. Mm-hmm. The exorcist coming out friday there's a final trailer for that mind you it also easter weekend so you know yeah (laughs) just perfect timing i guess i don't i don't know or not perfect timing depending on depending on where you stand i guess right Uh, next we had so the one my daughter is most excited about patrick there is a trolls 3 coming out Mm. in november new trailer for trolls 3 (laughs) (laughs) Me <laughs> you darn right. And they made the money and guess what? Music is always around. <laughs> yep. So this is Trolls 3, Trolls Band Together. Trolls band together. Okay. See what they did? Yeah. See what they did. Yep. <laughs> uh November seventeenth, Poppy discovers that Branch was once part of a boy band, Brozone, with his brothers Floyd, John Dory. Spruce and Clay. But when Floyd is kidnapped, Branch and Poppy embark on a journey to reunite the other brothers and rescue Floyd. zone. for the win. <laughs> and then, uh, so that and so of course Grace is like, "Ah, November, really?"
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 those really. announcements super early.
0: Yup. Get, just give you a taste. Yep. Uh, so next, uh, sticking with animation, we have an, a full-length trailer now for the for Pixar's latest Elemental. Follows Ember and Wade in a city where fire, water, land, and air resides. Residents live together. So the uh, the visual effects look, I mean, very vibrant. Yeah. That's cool. And, you know, it, it looks like it'll be all right.
1: Yeah. Pretty sure it'll be like old yep. Pixar's. It'll hit you, hit you in the fields at the beginning. Right. Or some point.
0: Yep. some point. Yep. Uh, anyways, that'll drop June 16th. More importantly for us, the only movie that we will care about come June 16th. That ju- the trailer for this just dropped today, Extraction 2. Yep. Coming to Netflix on June 16th. This is the sequel to the 2020 action thriller, Extraction. That's literally, there's no. It's all you need. <laughs> yep, yep. All you need to know, Tyler Wake is alive. Yep. <laughs> and is back. Da, da, da. Very excited. Anyways, that'll be uh, again June sixteenth on Netflix. I'm hoping uh, Sam Hargrave starts dropping like behind the scenes videos, like it did with yeah. the first one. Yeah, I'm most excited. So um, this next movie, I didn't realize seems like a video game. I thought was it like a trailer for a video game, but this is an actual movie that's going to exist called Knights of the Zodiac. When a goddess of war reincarnates in the body of a young girl, street orphan Seiya, discovers that he is destined to protect her and save the world, but only if he can face his own past and become a Knight of the Zodiac. Coming out May 12th, 2023. And the reason why I say that is because the visual effects look very Video game yeah. so, like,
1: yeah, like so
0: yeah, so that's why I just thought it was.
1: So, and I think the company that they mentioned that is, mm-hmm. is a video game developer or publisher, at least. So, okay, that would
0: kind of explain that. That would that would <laughs> check out then. So, uh, next coming out June 23rd, Ash- Wes Anderson's latest Asteroid City, the itinerary. The itinerary, easy for me to say, of a junior stargazer convention is spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events. The usual cast of Wes Anderson alums, Jason Jason Schwartzman, um, Ed Norton, Adrian Brody, Rupert Friend, and Maya Hawk, Ethan and Uma Thurman's daughter. Mm -hmm. Also starring Rupert Friend, Hope Davis... Brian Cranston, Tilda Swinton, and Tom Hanks is going to be make, making his first Wes Anderson appearance. Hong Chau is also in it. Willem Dafoe, Matt Dillon, Steve Carell. So I'm, that's awesome. Margot Robbie, Scarlett Johansson, Jeff Goldblum, Fisher Stevens, Tony Revolori. Still, yeah, hard one. Leo Schreiber. Like, there's Rita Wilson. Oh, Jeffrey Wright. Steve Park, like just a huge cast, as there always is with Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. So it looks interesting. I'll be there for it, of course. And next, for all of you. uh, For all you Power Rangers friends. We have Mighty and Morphin Power Rangers once and always. It can't. Which I don't like that title. How can it be once and always? It's either going to be one or the other. True. <laughs> yeah. it, could, it should be once or always. But, you know, whatever. It's to me, let's just go with Words. it. Yep. <laughs> Words. Yep. Eh. Words. The Rangers come face to face with a familiar threat from the past. In the midst of a global crisis, they are called on once again to be the heroes the world needs. Coming out April nineteenth, so soon. That's crazy that. That's crazy that. Yeah, that's crazy that April nineteenth is considered soon now. It's already April. Right. Right. Pretty, right. Hey, pretty soon it's going to be May. <laughs> <laughs> he says with his. He says with I prefer my puns intended. Coffee mug in his hand. There you go. Yep. Um, Starring Catherine Sutherland as Kat Hillard, David Yost as Billy Cranston, Stephen Cardenas as Rocky DeSantos, Walter Jones as Zach Taylor, Johnny Yong Bosch as Adam Park, Barbara Goodson as Rita Repulsa, Richard Stephen Horvitz as Alpha 5, uh, Karan Ashley as uh, Aisha Campbell, and Charlie Kirsch as Min Kwan. Yep. So, go go Power Rangers.
1: Morphin time.
0: Yep, Morphin. Yep. Uh, not Morphin time. That's no, no, no. Not to, not to be confused with that other. Movie. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. We're not doing that again. <laughs> um, and speak, speak even though it's too it, much, though re-release it. Yeah. Right. I know, right? It's like, but you could buy it on on demand now. <laughs> in the stores? Nah, we're still gonna. No, we've been asked to do it again. Yeah, we're gonna spend money on it.
1: Just it, put it back out there.
0: Just put it back out there. See what happens. <laughs> Maybe it'll stick. <laughs> Bless. All right. Um, so a trailer that's supposed to be dropping today. So by the time we get, by the time the episode drops, it'll be out. Uh, DC's latest live action: Blue Beetle. A Mexican teenager finds an alien beetle that gives him super powered armor. Starring Zolo Mari Duena as Jimmy Reyes, Bruno Mar- Marquezine as Jenny Corr, George Lopez as Uncle Rudy Reyes, and Susan Saranda as Victoria Cord. Harvey Guillen also stars. So, yeah, I know extremely little about Blue Beetle. Um, I know, you know him and the yeah, and I know him and Booster Gold like to team up, and that's about it. So yeah, um, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> it's another DC property that probably not mean anything here in the next. Right,
1: year. I'm wondering if it, is, is this part of the new thing they're trying to do, uh, or is this just another movie that came out before they announced their reboot?
0: Right. And it's been fairly like the hype on it has been straight up low key. Like there's compared to some of their other films. Yeah. From this year. I mean and honestly, Shazam the second Shazam, also the marketing for that was kinda low key too. Like is, yeah, it just wasn't much. But there's meaning even less for Blue Beetle. So curious. However, Joker uh Falidou is a lot of uh, there have been tons of pictures that have been leaking from the set like almost daily. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's a bit much. Just a few here. All right, cool. We don't need we don't need a daily diary of of pictures from the set. Just leave us something. Now, now, you
1: know? now we're gonna get more.
0: You say yeah. that we're gonna get more. I know, I know. Oh well, we'll, we'll see, I guess. Um. Anyways, uh, Blue Beetle will be out August 18th this year. Which I think then just leaves Aquaman as the last DC. No, Flash. Duh. Flash, Flash will be out at the end of the year, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Flash is in
1: June. June? Okay. Wow. June. Yeah. you think you'd want that one last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Con- considering what it's supposed
0: to do, but he, considering, I'm not yeah. in
1: marketing, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. The Flash comes out uh, June 16th along with Astro City, Asteroid City and Elemental. Okay. So, yeah, by ca-
1: the time we watch ca- that, yeah. Little <laughs> might not matter.
0: <laughs> right? We'll Which see. is sad because it might yeah. actually end up being pretty good. That's okay. I mean, I'm still going to go see them. <laughs> yeah, same.
1: It's just it, it's it, just it, kind of. It, it, it sucks having that in the back of your mind. Like, man, this may or may not mean anything. Right. Or but at the same time,
0: yeah. you know, but these are also just. It may not matter, but it's one of those things. It's kind of like. And I've talked about this before. Every five years or so, DC and Marvel do like resets, you know, because they're trying to do their programming, readjust their programming for a different generation, for a different group of kids, you know, more or less to try and get more kids, encourage more kids to read. They try and update it and kind of start fresh with a new, they kind of retcon about every five to ten years. That way next new generation of readers can have these stories that they can then connect with. Although the stories that other stories have been working just fine ever since, but whatever. Um, so this is basically the, just their movie version of doing that. Just retconning them. Yeah. So that's kind of how I see the next iteration of DC movies is just a retcon for the next generation of uh, viewers to watch them. So, It shouldn't diminish what these filmmakers have made, Um, you know, just will have any, like, I guess, lasting. uh, Trying to think like, you know, as far as like, you know, Marvel movies always have something that's leading up to something like Infinity, like Infinity Wars. No, it won't. But that's okay. Or is it still a good standalone movie? Yes or no, and best way to kind of—it's usually best, especially when you've got something like what DC is going through right now. It's best way—the best way to do that is just to look at it as as a standalone movie. Is this good? Is this entertaining? And then go from there.
1: That's why they should
0: just go ahead and release Batgirl.
1: <laughs> just put it right on HBO Max.
0: Yep. Call the date, dude. You know, like, put it, put it on iTunes and Amazon and make people pay like i bet if you put it on on uh streaming or you know Mm -hmm. itunes amazon vod put it out there for 20 dollars, i guarantee people still pay to watch it
1: yeah because i mean i'd be like okay so what's all the hype about why why did this get canceled and why is it suddenly released i mean even if it ends up being bad i just want to see what they came up
0: with right just (laughs) see the director's vision
1: yeah and then you know, if they decide to bring that character back, you'll see, okay, well they did this here. Now we can see what they could do different. Yeah. But uh I mean what else they got to lose, right? <laughs> Shazam's right. not doing so well. Aquaman's been getting some really bad press, you know, as far as people yeah. walking out of screening. So it's like, just put it out. Put it out. Oh. You know, even if they don't put it out for sale, like put it out for rent- renting, you know. Yeah just make it available where people can choose to watch it and then have its time there then go to hbo max
0: so or or (laughs) if they are writing it out if they used it as a write-off
2: right Mm
0: -hmm. for taxes put it out the next year (laughs) he wrote it off for that year he can still put it back still
1: put it from i doubt it would cost them anything just to put it out on their platform
0: shit no yeah put it Just on your yeah what do we put it on hbo max it's not costing you a thing nope
1: then you'll but, see if you've made a make mistake of you know you'll you'll see if your decision was correct or not
0: based
1: yeah the uh, however well, they calculate that
0: <laughs> yeah so oh well it is what it is um but yeah uh See that's it. Nope, one more, one last one. Lastly, we have Rye Lane, two youngsters reeling from bad breakups who connect over an eventful day in South London. And that one's actually out on Hulu right now, but the trailer also dropped. But isn't You can actually now watch that on Hulu. So, yeah. So it should be cute. And that's it. That is all of our. Uh, Sorry, that's the only trailers we have (laughs) to talk about. But yeah. Nine trailers. Except for taking a week off, I guess. Yeah. So three of which came out today. Alone. All right. Let's get into our future presentations. I'm going to let you go first with John Wick because uh, we'll go by order of release date. (laughs) Okay. Something like that.
1: All right. So I did make it out to watch John Wick. I opted to watch it in IMAX instead of 4DX.
0: Okay. Because. Smart. It's just,
1: after watching the first time, all the action is seen. It's like, yeah, it might be overload. (laughs) Maybe overload. But uh, this this came out March twenty fourth of this year. Uh, Runtime two hours and forty six minutes, which is the longest in the series. I think the last one was thirty minutes shorter. Okay. And again, same director uh, Chad Stelheski. And which it wasn't until this movie that I realized this is basically like a been like a Matrix reunion because I didn't know he did stunt work in the Matrix until I was mm. watching some behind the scenes stuff. Like that makes sense why some of the action sequence are great cause he's mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah and these, are, these are the only movies he's directed to as far as films go so I was like cool um, so basically you have pretty much everybody coming back with the exception of those that died right from <laughs> the previous movie um, Keanu Reeves as John Wick uh, Lawrence Fishburne as the Bowery King Bill Skarsgård as Marquis Donnie Yen as Kane um Lance Reddick as Sharon, which unfortunately fortunate to be one of two final appearances because he did okay. film, did make some, um, did shoot for the prequel, Ballerina, so this won't be the last time we see him. Oh, his yeah. Character.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. forgot that.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ian McShane as Winston. And then you have uh, Hiroyuki Sonata as uh, Samadzu Koji.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Shamir Anderson as as mr nobody uh reina uh sawyama as akira scott atkins as killer who i didn't recognize was him yeah when you go see it you'll see okay um and then clancy brown is the harbinger nice so john wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table but before he can earn his freedom john wick must face against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe, and forces that and forces that turn old friends into foes. Okay. So, in a way, it kind of picks off picks up where the last one left off. If you remember, John Wick chapter three. After they've defended the Continental, um, Winston wants to get right so he can get his manager position back. So shoots John Wick. John Wick falls over the edge and. Takes several bumps before hitting the ground, which should have killed him. But you know, this is John yeah, Wick. You know. This is the John Wick universe. He can get hit by cars, and
0: it's all right. Hey, everything. <laughs> yep. So we good.
1: Yep. So, as a result of how that ended, the marquee sends the harbinger to let Winston know that once again, you've been stripped of your position as manager, but also taking it up a notch, um, sets off dynamite in the Continental. Destroying it, even though it's still standing. So it's got some good sound, sound foundation. But he no longer has a hotel nor his position as manager. Um, John Wick returns to the desert to try to get his ring, which yeah. I like the continuity, you know, because I was like, you know, he's missing a finger. Yep. yep. <laughs> and so we do see he still, you know, they, they kept that going. And he's still trying to find his way back out. Because <laughs> as we know, this all started when his dog died. Right. Like, I don't think he was so messed up about the car being uh, stolen. Yeah. But you killed my dog and my wife left me. That's why Mm -hmm. we're here. (laughs) And so, after Winston loses his position in the Continental, John Whip makes his way to Japan to meet up with Koji. And Koji's daughter happens to be the concierge at this hotel, this Continental in Japan. Oh, okay. And so... She's raising her concerns about, you know, what happened in New York, you know, because of your affiliation with John Wick. They'll come here and do the same. And Koji's like, it's okay. We'll just show hospitality if they show. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, of course, it it does end up being a confrontation and they do show their hospitality, which, Mm -hmm. you know, ends up being in in a nice action sequence with guns versus knives, arrows and Chinese stars, which is Pretty awesome to see. Nice. Um, but Donnie In plays Kane, who like John Wick made a deal years back to get out of the life to mm-hmm. protect himself and his daughter. But because of his affiliation with John Wick, he gets pulled in and is given John Wick's name to take him out. Otherwise, consequences. <laughs> you know. Jeez. So So, you know, you don't you know John Wick's got very few friends, <laughs> but um, and Dining in end, like, it's pretty much like his character in Rogue One, blind, but just able to, yep. just has all kind of skills. Like yeah. Daredevil and just... Right. Um, there's one sequence where he uses these electronic doorbells that he places on the wall, so when people walk by him, he knows where they are. He can take them out, shoot them. Uh, awesome sequences. Um, the way I describe this movie is basically boss wave after boss wave after boss wave. <laughs> you know, like, every movie in this series is just amped up the difficulty and the challenge so it's a battle wave get through it tiny little break off to the next one just constant action just in each level just gets more and more intense more and more challenging um it's everything that you love about john wick and more. like i don't want to give too much away but if you if you if you've been on board for the first three movies this one is just going to continue everything moving forward. Um, yeah, like I want to say a lot more because mm, I like yeah. I love the action. Um, watching it in IMAX max with the clear picture and the sounds just awesome. Like the very the beginning sequence, you have Bowery King approaching John with this nice speech. Yeah. And John Wick, did you see the trailers punching this board with the, with his fists? And the sound, just the thunders, just the thud, just. Cinematography is great, which we don't see a lot being talked about with John Wick movies because it's, it's yeah. just shot well. And man, that's all. I, that's all I can say. It's just it's just wave after wave of fights, <laughs> <laughs> headshots, <laughs> knives, swords, cars, just. Basically, John Wick is like his own comic book movie,
0: basically. <laughs> right? It's pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah it's a
1: comic book world. And, you know, if you've been invested since the first three, like this is, just keep it going. It's going to keep it going.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to it. I just wouldn't yeah. happen. <laughs> it's just it's, And trust me, I wanted to see it more than I did. The movie we ended up going to see this week. Um, <clears throat> not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just I had that one, I would, John Wick 4, I've been looking forward to for months. Uh, this next one, not as much, but still enjoyed. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to get to it this week for sure. <clears throat> Can't wait.
1: I honestly feel like watching a third time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really? And because uh, Yorick and his mom were telling me that they utilized for this one fight scene. Uh, this one fight scene, uh, the way they shot it, they used the same cameras they used in the Super Bowl, like mm-hmm. the aerial ones,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. to film this one fight progression. I guess you could say. Yeah. And so they they that's what stood out to them, uh, you know, in this one more than well they don't when they went to see four they hadn't seen two and three. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yorick had not seen two and three. I cannot speak for Beth, but Yorick had not seen two and three. But then they ended up watching two and three later. So they're now, he's now officially caught up um, to all of them. And he said he go see it again, but I'm like, "Um, I already took you to one. It's not, bro, it's getting more expensive to take you you all to the movies. Right.
1: Um, But yeah, that that sequence to talk about, it, it felt like almost like a video game in a way. Mm hmm. But it just, because it reminded me of some games I played as far as the angle of where it was shot. And I was like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> I was like, this <laughs> is just cool. You know, just like a you know, big kids in the theater, like, oh my God.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. And I can't, I mean, I'll, I may go see it. T- I don't know. I want to go see it this week. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So. Uh, next movie we're going to talk about is one that we both, we all went and saw, including uh, I took York. I knew Grayson wouldn't have any interest in seeing it, so we, she went and did, um, she went to the trampoline park and did that, and so, but we end up meeting York's carpool buddy slash uh, one of his best friends Cole and his dad Dean, who I'm friends with, and we all went and saw. It. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, or D&D colon hat. <laughs> it's a and d hat. hat. Yep. <laughs> I was chuckling about that when I was writing out the outline uh, last night. I'm like, or this morning. I was like, oh, the acronym's hat. That's adorable. <laughs> I need to give me a d
1: hat.
0: Hat. Yep. <laughs> a hat hat. It's a hat on a hat. Yep. Yeah. Uh which, ironically enough, there are no hats in this movie. So I'm aware of a hood, but not a hat. This, this opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Bad park. Bad. Uh, bad marketing on that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyways, Dungeons Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, rated PG-13, two hours and fourteen minutes long. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That'll be my one gripe about this. Twenty minutes, easily, probably could to be cut out. Because right when you think the movie's going to end, it's not going to end. It kept going, and I'm like, "Could end it ended here? Would have been fine, actually, and set it up for a sequel." <laughs> yep. keep pushing. That's it. Yep, keep it's pushing. It's like when
1: you're Put, on the prices right, and have yeah. got enough money, but no, let's keep going. Let's <laughs> keep going. Keep
0: going. Keep going. <laughs> um, so as <clears throat> preface this with I my Dungeons and Dragons knowledge is almost zero. We'll say probably just a hair above zero because I very vaguely remember watching the cartoons back in the eighties growing up,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I've never played. I've never played a tabletop role playing, whatever, whatever RPG role playing. Yeah. I've never <laughs> played any of that stuff. Neither just I. It was just, it's just, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not, I was just not into that. I do believe before, we get into talking this i will not hate on it ever no. whatever you want to nerd out about nerd out about for those that play it it takes a lot of skill it takes a lot of strategy mm-hmm. and teamwork and from what i understand there's it's beautiful like the scripts and everything are beautifully written thought out um narratives now with that being said I am not. Gonna, I knew going into this movie, I was not going to get any references, which, guess what? I did not get any references. <laughs> and, that, and you know what? And that's fine. That's because I was still entertained watching it, which means you could go into a movie that you know nothing about and never have watched. It's like a Marvel. You could go into a Marvel movie not knowing a thing about these characters and still go and watch it and enjoy it. Uh, does it help sure like most things but yeah is it necessary nope uh so in this adaptation which i've been which i read was the fourth uh dungeons dungeons and dragons movie which i guess the other two of them were animated because the only other one i know is the one that came out in 2000 yeah. with jeremy irons yeah that's the and, last uh, one i watched and i was yeah. just oh I, I <laughs> braver than me
1: I mean, it was like one of the movies I got from my uncle. I just I watched it yeah. and I was just like, "Yep, yeah, I can't get that time back."
0: <laughs> yep, right, exactly. I think it's got like eighteen percent of Rotten Tomato or something like that. Sounds so, about right. It's yeah. I watched the trailer for it. and I'm like, I mean, if it was on cable and there was nothing else on, probably sure. Yeah. But otherwise, no. I'm not going to seek it out.
1: I, I thought about rewatching because I mean, I still got yeah. the DVD, right. but I was like.
0: Man, nah, yeah, I, I think yeah. I remember.
1: I think I remember enough of my experience.
0: Which yeah.
1: kind of had me worried about this. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's just cause I didn't in- understand dra- Dungeons and Dragons, or if it was right. just a bad movie. I don't know.
0: Or if it's just one of those that just slapped the title of the game on there and it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Which we know that has happened a couple of times before. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> so yeah. Um, in this. Reboot um, of Dungeons and Dragons. A charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic. But things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. That is a foul. horrible afoul of the wrong people. It's like, simmer down IMDb. Simmer yeah. down. <laughs> starring, starring Chris Pine as Edgin, Michelle Rodriguez as Holga, rege Jean Page as Zink or Zank, uh, Justice Smith as Simon, Sophia Lillis as Doric, Hugh Grant as Forge, Chloe Coleman as Kira, and uh, Daisy Head as Sophina. And there's a couple of cameos that pop up. Yeah. Unlikely cameo. Well, I will not say unlikely, just unexpected. surprising. <laughs> yeah, unexpected cameo. There we go. That's a good word. Uh, yeah, I bet. Um, basically follows Edgen and his and his friend Helga. They are not romantically, uh, you know, there's no romantic story in there. Just refreshing. two good friends. Yes, right. Just like. two. Yep. Two. Just two friends with a common interest. They both. Uh basically Edgen was part of this group called the Harper's mm-hmm. Harper's or Harkers. I can never, I don't think I really I think it was interested. Harper's. Yeah. And they were like just this group that got together that, you know, had a common interest in defending the air, defending an area and protecting it for the community. So kind of like the police or, you know, like a national guard, I guess would be the yeah. closest kind of iterations of those. And in doing so he came back and you know, he was missing time spending with his family. And so he decided to kind of put that life behind him. And after his, uh, these red priests type people, wizards, I guess, uh, yeah. came through and, you know, they killed his wife. So he said adios to the Harpers and decided to instead uh, try and raise his daughter as best as possible. And you know, he them met Holga and the two of them, basically, they all lived together and helped raise their daughter, do- Edgen's daughter, Kira, but, you know, they had no source of income, so they kind of started doing some petty thievery to kind of help um, support their life. Yeah. So, because so, it was kind of easy, then they ended up taking up with Simon, who's um, a wizard, but not a great wizard because he doesn't have a lot of self-confidence in himself as well as uh with forge played by Hugh Grant and who's just a con man and so they try and go make this one kind of you know do this one last job <laughs> for for this uh for this wizard although I would have said a witch because I don't know I didn't I so sure. just just Right. I just would have her Yeah. I, I mean, it's a, usually I thought wizards were male and witches were female. Maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't know. Cause well, I guess wiz- that would make the male a warlock anyways, whatever. Don't care. Um, not important to the story. Yeah. Anyways. So Fina, uh, they go do this job trying to find the, this thing that this, the thing, you know, the item, the MacGuffin. Yeah. Uh, trying to find the McGuffin magical MacGuffin piece that will help bring the dead back to life, but you can only use it once. And in doing so get stuck in this time stop thing and Edgen and Holga get taken to the prison.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, f- the one thing that there's really just one piece of this movie that it really kind of bugged me. 'Cause it seemed like it was kind of a major thing, but it turned out it was only important like three different times in the story.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> in the movie. And that was you know, they're trying he's telling all this expositional agents, telling this all all this expositional backstory to cause they're in this prison, they're trying to get paroled or, you know, early release. Right. Which I said the same thing. Where do we gave the definition of what parole is. Anyways. Um <laughs> I'm having that kind of morning, already. That's what All happens right. when we take. Okay. That's what happens when we take a week off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so he, uh, in doing so, so he ends up they break out, but they're like, but you know, they basically this one person that was going to be on the panel for the release got their way. It turns out it's like this big like eagle looking thing, bird. Yeah, Birdman. Pretty much it's it's you know it's Michael Keaton. You no, know. um, and. They basically push him out this window and then they make the make the birdman fly and then they ex- escape except this key point this key cutaway but we were going to we're granting you your <laughs> your your parole yeah. essentially yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay uh, then at two other times in the movie it shows wanted pos- posters that they are still that they are wanted for breaking out well how are they wanted for breaking out if they got paroled
1: right they'd already put the stamp down it's like it's exactly done it's, done. it's Wait, not like you can just erase like,
0: it you yes and that's the troll out, delete it <laughs> and literally that's the only out of you know things we could probably nitpick about but that's like to me that's kind of a central piece though yeah to the story because they're being you know they have to go on the run and stuff because they're being like they're outlaws <laughs> even. like they broke out of prison. like well they really they just helped them weave <laughs>
1: right like you, you you granted it we got out a little theatrical but we're done but,
0: but, but we're they done. just didn't we hear that.
1: <laughs> they didn't break right. like, they didn't have the patience to hear that part right i was like ah they're idiots <laughs> yeah
0: ah but so uh you're gotcha
1: gotcha <laughs> so i was like maybe that's, that's maybe that's just a character flaw that edgen has like i just he just gets so in en- yeah. you know engrossed in his his mission so, that he just doesn't take time <laughs> yeah yeah and things always, always go wrong he's the
0: pointer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And when I heard that, I was like, man, yeah. I didn't even have to do that. <laughs> yeah. But then we
0: wouldn't have a movie, I guess. Maybe. Or well, not. no, they still, they still would, still because will. the whole point the whole point was for him to get back to his daughter. Yeah. And it had been yeah. two years. So yeah. it had been two years, so they were trying to get back to his daughter. And, you know, Forge, the con man, had been raising her for two years, because that was the one that, like, you know, basically take care of her mom. Yeah. Yep. we you know a way out of this. Yep. So the con man is now a lord. Of an area and he's trying to get his daughter back and his daughter believes he just that he was only on that mission to get the riches and not to get this thing to bring his wife back so here we are and that you know watches it well i need to get my daughter back and there's this comp- big competition thing that's gonna that's gonna happen that's gonna bring all these rich people in to bed on it and they're gonna be storing these riches we can get in and you know, basically the people helping him break in to get his daughter can basically they could all divide up the riches. He just wants his daughter and then get out. Yeah. Thus starts our journey with our band of miscreants. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite part of this movie and is there's and this movie, you know, does actually does a good way in the, it has a decent flow. There's not too much stagnant parts of this movie. It's continuously moving, which is good. Um there is a scene, they're in this kind of underbelly area, um, where it looks like the fire scene from the fire level from uh Mario Brothers at times. Yeah. But they go through these statues and they're walking past these these big statues and I'm like I looked over at York I go, I said these statues look like yogurt from space balls. With the ears and everything, kind of the bald head and stringy hair. Oh my Yeah. He's like, Oh my god, you're <laughs> And then the best thing, and I'm not giving anything away because it's in the trailer. Um, they have a chonky dragon. And I that to me was like my favorite thing. I was like trying to see a chonky dragon go after these people because it can't fly. No, I'm just rolling it, around, sliding, yeah. Up, just- Rolling around, sliding, you know, just living its best life. It was literally rolling and like doing rolls and everything. I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah. This was the <laughs> dragon I wanted to see in these Hobbit movies that I didn't get. <laughs> oh man! Because yeah. you have to imagine, you know, it's it's an underworld area, and you know, it's you see them tripping over all these this mound of skeletons mm-hmm. that you know that it has eaten, and you're know, like, "Oh yeah." Well, I guess if you can't get out and fly and you're stuck down here, you would be kind of, you would be a little, a little heavier set than you would if you got to fly out and kind of work off your meal, <laughs> spread your, spread your wings. One might yeah. say. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Spreading it wings of like, away. yeah, I was like, Oh, chunky dragon. I love it. More <laughs> chunky dragons. Yes. This is the Pete's, this is the Pete's dragon movie. I didn't get, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Elliot! Fly, fly, Elliot! <laughs> oh, <man. clears throat>
1: yeah, that was funny. Um, oh, was it? Try to think what my favorite. <clears throat> oh, oh, yeah.
0: and the uh, the owl bear. I told York I need to see the spinoff of this movie where the owl gets where the owl bear has co- get finds a bunch of cocaine, and we get cocaine owl bear.
1: Cocaine owl bear. <laughs>
0: Yes, if that's not part of this next movie, I don't. Uh, then I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to live in that kind of world. Cocaine Alber. In
1: terms of Al-Bear, they throw a pouch of dust or whatever. <laughs> yes. Oh, it just goes crazy. Oh, yep. <laughs> right? What is it? Okay. Something called co... It's, <laughs> the dust of co- the pixies.
0: Yep. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dorica, I think, was... Uh, the Druid uh, Doric, played yeah. by uh, played by Sophia Lewis, which most people will remember her from the It Chapter One and Chapter Two movies. She played Beverly, mm-hmm. to which the entire moon like, it's like you go Beverly, you go.
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> just,
0: man! All right, Bev, you got this. <laughs> Let's
1: see. Then um, character by um, Rizzy John Page, yes, Zank or Zank.
0: Dick. Yeah. He
1: just, he's kind of like, it kind of reminded me of Drax because he's just real yes. literal. Very <laughs> yes. literal. Everything's literal. Like all the sarcasm he wasn't getting, it's so like, I don't understand. <laughs> Everything just yeah. over his head. But he's all about that action. Like, hey, I have yeah. To take Oof. care of business.
0: Yeah. Yep. He got gotcha. you <clears throat>
1: Yep. Yep. So I like his character. yeah <laughs> And the same way he's walking away, and you're like, huh. There's a rock. It's going to go around it. Nope. It's going to walk right over it. Nope. Just going to walk right over it. All right, then
0: I think that got the biggest laugh in art during the movie. Same. For people. Yeah,
1: that was, I mean, there, there's some, there's, I was more entertained than I was expecting to be. Right. Yeah. And then when they were at the bridge and he started going into the moves to make, I'm like, yeah, this is very Dungeons and Dragons. Cause I'm not following yeah. it. Nope. <laughs> not, yeah. I'm like like yeah. about to lose me. And yep. then comic relief happened. Like, Thank you
0: thank you yes
1: <laughs> okay. I know anybody who's in D&D, yep. they're probably like oh my god yep. he's saying the thing he's doing the thing and right I'm sitting there like no no <laughs> but it was it was it was amusing it was funny yes much more fun than the 2000 release way <laughs> more you know interesting characters yeah. clear story everybody had kind of an arc Yep. They you know. it just made sense. It wasn't just yeah. thrown together. It's, they took their time and developed the story well and I like Michelle Rodriguez as the muscle.
0: Yep. Yep. Don't interrupt while she's eating her potato. No. Don't oh my g- <laughs> I was like, how she stay so how she stay so fit eating potatoes with all that starch? Fighting. I guess <laughs> so. Just like yeah. That's I guess so. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I'd pleasantly surprised York liked it, I think, more than he probably thought he would, because mm-hmm. I don't think he really had much interest. But I was like, well, I think Dean and Cole are going to go if we go. Oh, OK. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I think he liked it more than he thought he would, too. Yeah.
1: So I remember some of the advertisement <laughs> where they had like the, the high res still shots sort of like the uh, little, I guess, gif motion scenes introducing the characters. I'm like, Well, I think visually it'll look great. Um, then it just turned out to be a <clears throat> well-made surprise. Yeah, there,
0: were, right. surprise. So the only other thing I think I'd probably that I, that was noticeable during that underworld scene with the dragon and everything, mm-hmm. when things start falling and they're having to run, it, you're like, ooh, that that CGI is getting a little, it's a little too sketch right there. <laughs> it's yeah. a little, that's like, oh, you're definitely on the set right there. I mean, obviously they're on a set on all of this, but you don't when you're watching a movie, you're not thinking that you're like, right. just so sucked in, but that CGI got a little, a little wonky. didn't get, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is, yeah, a little kind of, p- but can, otherwise, like just a little bit, it's like, <laughs> ooh. yeah, yeah. Uh, but the rest of it was great though. I mean, you never thought that it just, there's just a couple of parts where they're just running. You're like, that's, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but do, otherwise it's, it was great yeah <laughs> and this in you know it's fun movie and i'm not big on these type of movies but i'm like okay well maybe it's just in the way i kind of approached it was and i've kind of seen this as like it's got the action it's got the humor it's a band of you know band of uh people having to get together and for a common goal i was like oh so it's guardians it's just a fantasy version of guardians pretty much it's a fun it's fun. You don't have to have any knowledge of what is going on to, to just because it gives you enough, enough character development, and you want to root for each character for their specific reasons. You know, well, except for Hugh Grant. <laughs> except for yes. Hugh Grant.
1: Yes. Yeah. Guardians, yeah. Chris Pine is basically <laughs> Star Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and Holga's. Uh, yeah.
0: Mora.
1: Yep. See? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Checks out. So, just but yeah, it was different. They just put a different skin on it <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So to speak. Uh, but no, I, 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 enjoyed it. And I think even if you aren't a Dungeons and Dragons fan or don't play it, you like us, like the two of us, will still enjoy it and find it entertaining. Um, it is one of those because of how, you know, kind of a big, it is something to be seen on the big screen and not really at the house. I mean, you can, it's not going to, it won't diminish it, but it will definitely add something more to it. If you do actually go to the theater, to go see it. True. So there is that. How many more, mo- I'm going to ask you this question, Patrick, how many more movies do you think we're going to get this year where the cast thanks us for going to, the, for going to see this in the movie theater? Hmm. So far, I'm at two.
1: I'm pretty sure anything that's like new, yeah, you know, maybe nothing that's franchised in, but maybe there'll probably be a few more. I mean, I I don't want to put a number on it, but at least maybe two or three. I will,
0: (laughs) I will. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. I'll put a number five. I bet we get five more at minimum. Okay, my bottom number is five, not my top number. But that's the number I'll get. I I'll, I'll say at least five. Basically um,
1: any movie in the in the previews that says theater only release.
0: <laughs> right. they will probably get that at the beginning. No, we won't get one for the rest of this month. I don't think we're not gonna get one for Mario because it's an animated movie. Yeah. Um, well
1: you never know, they might pull up something.
0: Maybe. Uh, Guardians 3, not sure. Um, yeah. Fast Ten? Probably. Yeah. I think Fast Ten, maybe a little mermaid. Probably not, but at least Fast Ten for sure. Uh, Spider Man across the Spider Verse, not sure. Transformers, yes, yeah. I know they did with Scream
1: Six because I took Kyle to see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So three, then three. That's three already. Yeah, right. I think in addition to what we've gotten, because we got that for so Scream, Flash, or not Flash, uh, Scream, Shazam, and uh, and now Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah uh n d five we might, yeah, the flash I think we might, and transformers probably
1: yeah. that's At and minimum,
0: that's just, yeah and that's just and that's yeah, so I mean there's nothing wrong with it, it's fine, oh. but I don't need you thanking me to come in the movies just just make them and then make them make sure they're good, good. Yeah, make, they're make sure it. they're good take your time, make sure they're well done, and then you're welcome. That's all we
1: ask. If it's a good movie, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess we'll be
1: thanking you for making it a good
0: movie. Yes, exactly. Bless. All right. Uh, Next and final movie uh, that came out this Friday, we have Murder Mystery Two, dropped on Netflix March thirty first. It's a rated PG 13 with a runtime of one hour, 30 minutes. Ruth and I, well, Ruth kind of watched it. I had it on in the bedroom. I was watching it. Um, I think she watched most of it. She hadn't seen the first one cause you and I actually did a cast party with K A S T party for the first one a couple years back. And I think it surprised both of us how much we actually enjoyed it. uh, this one, just a continuation of that. Full-time detectives Nick and Audrey are struggling to get their private eye agency off the ground. They find themselves at the center of international abduction when their friend Maharaja is kidnapped at his own lavish wedding. Uh, reprising the roles, Adam Sandler is Nick, Jennifer Aniston is Audrey, Mark Strong is in this movie as Miller, Melanie Laurent as uh, Claudette. Jody Turner Smith as Countess Seku. John Connie reprises his role as Colonel Yolinga. Kuhu Verma as uh, the Maharaja's sister, uh, Sierra. Danny Boone as Inspector Delacroix. Adil Ekhtar reprises his role as the Maharaja and uh Enrique Ars plays as uh, plays Francisco, who's a retired soccer player, but you know goes around forts with everybody and then we have zurin Villanueva as imani and uh yeah, and then we've got a couple of cameos also in this movie as well okay. that I really don't want to, that I will not spoil, although you can always just go on and i m d b and see who they are. anyways. So basically, after the first one, after the first murder mystery, they uh, Nick and Audrey thinking, "Hey, we can make a, we could probably make a living out of this." Now we've got all this press and everything, all this coverage from solving this last murder, and we've taken on these kind of cases and everything. Uh, but they're still struggling, and uh, it seems like Audrey's more into trying to get the business part of it going than Nick is. Nick just wants to do the work, but doesn't want to actually do the work of taking the private, you know, take the private investigator's test and so they could be licensed. And so, uh, yeah, so they're having a little bit harder time. They get invited to the Maharaja's wedding, or and then the Maharaja goes missing, someone dies, and it's about them trying to figure out one who kidnapped the Maharaja two who killed basically his new security guard. Cause the Colonel has is missing an arm <laughs> because he, you know, after the last movie and so he has, he's missing an arm and an eye So he only has the one good arm. So therefore he has to, he's still imp- with the Maharaja, but yet not his central security person. Um, right. Because, you know, he's something with two hands or two arms, but both things. And so he has uh, his new security person. Well, this person then dies. So now they're trying to figure out who killed him and motives and all that. And it's a, just a continuation of the first one. There's, you know, it's a decent mystery, decent plot. It doesn't it keeps it moving. There's, there's a lot of silliness and, but there's a lot of good a lot of good action in it too. Uh, I love Mark strong. I will watch him in just about anything. Yeah. I would have loved, I'd still, I still would love to see him play Sinestro again in whatever new iteration of that DC decides to go with. Yes. The green winner movie was crap, but he, him as Sinestro was perfect. He, I've not seen anybody look any more like Sinestro than Mark Strong. He played the, the ally slash villain very well and really bummed that we didn't get to see more of that. So I really want him them to bring him back in whatever way possible. Soapbox ended. Anyways, he always does an amazing job as this kind of dark villain, or even as, you know, uh, as someone that's just very serious. Like he plays an amazing straight man as well. So him in this role in this movie was hilarious. I loved it because he played well off of, uh, Adam Sandler's Nick. Okay. So there's a lot of really great, just, uh, circumstantial things that go through here that, you know, just kind of happen things, you know, much like the first one, things just kind of happen in this movie. (laughs) They don't, there's, yeah, they don't focus too much on it on trying to take itself seriously, which is good. Yeah. It's just a fun movie. Like I, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it was just a fun movie. I I I want to talk more, but at the same time, I don't want to give too much away. But just know that if you enjoyed the first one, you're just going to get more with the second one. It's just a good companion piece. Is it as? is it kind of the same caliber as like the glass onion movies? No, it's different, but it's fine. Cause it's still entertaining. You still enjoy it. I love this Adam Sandler, Jennifer Anderson team up. They work well with each other. And, uh, the cameos that, uh, I really enjoy the cameos in this movie too. So I would definitely recommend it. But, you know, it's on, it's on Netflix. Why not? So you need right. something to watch. Um, the only thing I want to bring up for TV, I mean, I'm still watching Mandalorian, but I actually almost <laughs> forgot to watch Mandalorian. Yeah, and, a couple episodes. Yeah, it's there's if you watch the animated stuff, there's like a cameo in this last episode that I had to ask somebody about because I don't watch the animated stuff. Not for any reason. I just I never got into it when it came out. I've tried watching the Bad Batch. I think I'm like four episodes in. it's maybe just not for me. And that's okay. Um, anyways. Uh, past guest. Michael Toe. That we've had on. Uh, was on this past week's episode of Law and Order Criminal Intent. Which mm-hmm. is. Um, or not Criminal Intent. Sorry. I think it's Organized Crime. I think it's actually the one for this one. But it is. Uh, yeah. Organized Crime. I'm sorry. Uh but the it's season three episode seventeen. I watched it on Hulu, um, wherever you can find it. I would highly recommend. So it's uh, ep- season three episode seventeen. The episode is called Blood Ties. He has a predominant, you know, very prominent. Not there we go. Very prominent uh, role in this episode, and he is phen- I mean, just phenomenal. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. Uh, I couldn't even get out. It's like it was—he was very, very intense, to say the least. But at the same time, it's very relatable because as a basically his son gets goes missing, so he's trying to he gets he's part of this group of people that got brought over from China on these tanker things, uh, and they find a bunch of them, a bunch of these people on there it wanted to take the uh, police to and his son was not on there. So they're trying, it's about him working with Christopher Maloney's character, trying to solve, uh, trying to solve or trying to figure out where his son is. Yeah. And so he, the two of them work together in some bonding in there, trying, you know, talking about fathers and there's and their children and wings that fathers would go to for the, I mean, really it's any parent would go to, to, to find their their lost child, no matter what age. And, uh, Michael Toe's character, Wen Chow, uh, actually his son is actually grown. They find out the the organized crime that uh, syndicate that you know took him. Found out he speaks English, which makes him a higher commodity on this uh, human trafficking uh, auction that they're putting him up for makes him a higher commodity because he speaks both uh, Chinese and English. Uh, apparently his mother was a English teacher growing up. So, you know, in China. So it's a second language. So that makes him, his value go up higher. So, but yeah, no, he's phenomenal in this episode. I've told him as much and I, highly I mean, I don't watch, I haven't watched a lot of Northern in forever. But I watched this episode and he was outstanding. So kudos to him. Highly recommend if you get time watch it. You will uh enjoy the uh amazing acting talent, acting chops of one Michael Toe. So that's all I got.
1: Um <clears throat> as far as TV, I am behind in the Mandalorian by a couple episodes. Um, I did finish a series, *Unprisoned*, on Hulu with uh-huh. Kerry Washington and Daryl Lindo. I thought it was a pretty, pretty good, pretty good season. Um, basically, I think I mentioned it the last time they recorded. But um, basically, Kerry Washington plays a therapist whose dad is getting out of prison, and of course he's got a parole officer. He's got to find him a job and a stable place to live, so he ends up staying with her and her son, which she didn't want him to meet her son, you know, she wanted to give it time just because yeah. she, she didn't really trust him because throughout her life, he was always in and out of jail. He just couldn't stay out of trouble. And so a lot of this is just him trying to do right. Yeah. Um, had a job lined up kind of like in, and man, in the walls, they found out his criminal history, like, well, oh, sorry, we can't hire you. <laughs> and, you know, he's trying out, a lot of things just to do right, but it's kind of difficult. Yeah. When you have a record. Um, Shows him interacting That's, with his grandson and kind of teaching him some life lessons that he didn't know because um, just his upbringing is different now compared to when he was growing up. Yeah. And um, it's a good cast. Whenever Carrie Washington kind of flips out, she sees a younger version of herself and that talks to her. It's like, hey, you know, we got to, you know, it's it's real cute interaction. But uh, it's on Hulu, eight episodes. I think it's worth a watch. Uh, last three weeks, I've mostly been watching wrestling. I've caught, caught, caught up on AEW. Yep. I watched the last three weeks of AEW Dynamite. I feel like their promotional stuff outside of the ring needs some work, but the in-ring stuff is pretty solid. Then I've been watching WWE, just finished watching WrestleMania this past weekend. And okay. Overall, I thought it was a decent pay-per-view most of the matches went the way i thought they would mm-hmm. um john cena even came back and had a match which you know was probably one of the least favorites of mine for the two <laughs> nights but um
0: so like he can't get too hurt
1: okay we need him for filming right <laughs> yeah, season 2 of peacemaker <laughs> but right. um, Come on. i mean it just kind of showed like, i think he's really 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 hollywood i don't think he can do it yeah and then how the match ended, it wasn't really a clean finish, which I didn't expect him to win. But I think it would have been better okay. if the match had been stronger and the victory, him losing had been cleaner. Of course, you know, some nefarious mm-hmm. schemes. Um, but um overall, both nights was great. If you keep up with it, Roman Reigns ended up beating Cody Rhodes. Everybody thought Cody Rhodes was gonna win, which mm-hmm. that would have been too obvious. So, them actually having Roman Reigns go over was the better decision because it's just, to me, it was a better decision because it's just too obvious if Cody Rhodes won, wouldn't have that impact because everybody was expecting mm-hmm. it. So, Roman Re- Reigns winning was unexpected, I feel, for most everybody. Even Snoop Dogg got a little, got his, <laughs> did okay. some stuff. He did probably what would be the most funny, but the worst people's elbow <laughs> on The Miz. Um, but, it was entertaining. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of the matches on night two, but I uh, watched the main event. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get back into wrestling so far. It's been a good experience overall.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your ex-mom text was like, you, you guys should be watching WrestleMania. I go, I have not watched wrestling in 30-plus years. Like, I, I mean... I I think I was in eighth grade it was the last time. I think I remember watching wrestling. Yeah. Um I, I'm just grew, I don't want to say grew out of it. I guess well I guess I just my interest just changed and so I didn't watch it as much. Um like there was still a WCW right. <laughs> back it's, back it's, when I went, so
1: that that's where it kinda changed when mm-hmm. WCW was out of the picture and it was mostly just yeah. WWE and they didn't have competition, you know, it just kinda got stale. Yeah. So I stopped watching for a long time. You know, I missed a lot of things with CM Punk. The only reason I kept up with it is because I played, I still play the wrestling games. And then I watch highlights mm-hmm. on YouTube. So that's how I was able to keep up with it. And um, But it, it's not the same as it was, which I wouldn't expect it to be the same. But it's just they've no, got no, a lot to
0: it, work Like <laughs> most things, it's going to evolve.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just not as entertaining as it used to be. You know, and I'm not messed up with it being, oh, they're like, oh, it's fake. It's scripted. I mean, it's like going to a Broadway play. They're, they're playing a role. Mm-hmm. They're playing characters and I think the fact that we have the internet and social media, it's kind of hard to believe a lot of these rivalries when you see them kind of chumming it up off-screen and stuff like that. Well, so that kind of hurts it in a way. But I mean it's entertainment. If you're not entertained by it anymore, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Like I like a lot of what I've watched, I it's... haven't really liked it, but you know, there's a few things I can pluck from it, but like, okay, that was cool, you know, some cool moves. Um, they still do some really outlandish things that they can get hurt doing. Some of them are probably too mm-hmm. old to do it because if they get hurt, they're going to be out longer. <laughs> I, I mean, Sting is still wrestling. <laughs> he's in his 60s. <laughs> Jesus.
0: I'm, but yeah, it. that's the last time. Yeah. About to say, I've actually seen Sting wrestle. <laughs> like... <laughs> like I, this version. Yeah. I remember... Yeah, not that, no, definitely not. It was definitely WCW. They came to Springfield, Missouri. Uh, me and my grandfather and uh, my brother went. Mm-hmm. So we got to see him, and I forgot what this this other one. I forget, he, he ended up changing his name, I think, when he went to WWF. Um, but no, I mean, the stuff they do, like, it, I equate wrestling to, like, a Fast and Furious movie. They're just soap operas for dudes. That's all yeah. it is. That's it. I mean, wrestling is just a soap opera for dudes with action, and Fast and Furious movies are soap operas for dudes with a lot of action. And the only thing that matters is not the plot, not what the you know what is actually going on. It is it is just are you entertained? Yeah. If so, cool. That's what all that matters. What stuff are they going to do to deploy? Right. And, yeah. What are we? How are they going to top what they just did? And that's right. it. That's it. So, How
1: can they yeah. draw you in and hold your attention?
0: Right. And I used to play the WWF uh, Nintendo game. Yeah. Oh, damn. I love that one. I used yeah. to love that one. Yeah. used to love right. it. And then uh, I actually found it not too too long ago. I mean, at least a decade or so, because uh, York's Mom bet still has a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And so I actually found it, I think, at McKay's. <laughs> I found a... a Found the WWF uh, Nintendo game and I got so excited to play it. and Then I started playing. And I'm like, I remember this being more fun. yep. yep. Damn it. Uh, but <laughs> but it some Go down the lane. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And see like the old characters and stuff like that. And yeah, that was great. I loved it. it. It was fun. Even though it was, yeah. It's just you gotta get used to the tempo of. Eight bit games versus the current games. True.
1: Control scheme oh. is so simple. You got two buttons for attack. D pad uh, punch, punch, kick, kick. Now yeah,
0: yeah. it's a little there's too many mi- there's too many.
1: I mean, it's kind of simple. I mean they had their moment where it was real complicated, but that one game that was kind of like Mortal yeah. Kombat we had to do left, right, up down, mm-hmm. aviated Yeah, bad. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they had that phase too.
0: yeah
1: yeah Yeah. but um i think i guess the most entertaining match was ray mysterio going against his son oh yeah and um and dominic he came out like he'd been in jail had handcuffs on but he had this old purple mask like when ray faced eddie guerrero back in 97 Mm -hmm. he looked good in the mask i'm like you need to keep the mask on like you actually could you got to work mm-hmm. on the in-ring skills, but if at some point he wants to don a right. mask and wrestle, I think he's got the look. He just don't have the skills quite up there yet. Um, yeah, he has developed his character. He's straight up heel, heelish, and um, but it was fun because Ray took his belt off and started whooping him. Like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he needs that.
0: <laughs> but, there you um, go. That's fun. Yeah, I like um, it. Okay. Cool uh last week coming out this week uh for if you don't know you i don't know how but the the super mario brothers movie will be out and this friday and then for those that like we spoke earlier if you need counter programming for easter we have the pope's exorcist there you go so there you go add that to your You know, do a double feature Ten Commandments for whatever reason. I've never understood why that's always shown on Easter, but apparently that's a thing. Um, You know, you can do double feature Ten Commandments in the Pope's Exorcist. I mean, balance. Right. (laughs) Uh, Anyways. uh, Yep. And that's it for this week. Yep. Um, We hope everyone has a safe. Uh, and uh, enjoyable week and we will see you post Easter I hope the bunny brings you all the things
2: thanks for listening if you enjoyed our show and have a moment please rate and review it helps us out a lot also recommend us to someone that
0: enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at
1: parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our
2: Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.